It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I show up. I can't show it on the football. It's so goddamn hard, but I hold on to it. Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stack Simpson as the Fantasy Millionaires. Boom! The Fantasy Millionaires just stepped into the room. Broadcasting, podcasting, digitally from the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It is the Monday after the draft and we have a lot of legitimate football to discuss. Before we begin, super super stack Scott Simpson, sup with you? How's it going, man? Going good. How are you? You know, I'm officially old. I uh, I tucked into a little badminton yesterday with an age range of six to ten year olds, and uh, I woke up this morning and my back is all messed up. So yeah, I'm not an athlete. I, I mean, I used to be. Uh, but badminton got me yesterday, and it was friendly badminton. It wasn't even like a fierce competition. So uh, I'm just being old today, laying around, tweeting, thinking fantasy football, analyzing the draft, dreaming of Kyle Pitts running through backfields, or I'm sorry, secondaries. You know what I mean? I just, uh, you know, I'm living the dream, kind of resting up and, and getting ready for tonight's show. So I didn't really do anything but fantasy football today and kind of lay in my bed and have a sore back. So, you know, old has got me. I'm 42 now, going on 52 apparently. Uh, that's cool. I, I got out to uh, CrossFit for the first time in a long time because I am now vaccinated and, you know, I've been microchipped. So I'm I'm safe now to enter into society and got to say it was weird going into CrossFit because every time I would go in there, I really limited, you know, like I used to be a, you know, five time a week dude. And since COVID, I've been kind of limiting to once a week, less than that. Like in 2021, I've probably gone, you know, less than 10 times. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I got to get back in the gym, you know? So I went and uh, it's so weird being vaccinated now and then going because every time i would go into the gym before all the i always chose the class that had the least amount of people the latest class so there'd be like five people or so but the class right before it was always packed with like 20 30 people um not 30 but like 20 and so they're all just huffing and puffing and breathing out all their you know potential COVID air and it's so scary you just walk in and you're just like I hold my breath and, and, you know, like run to the bathroom while I'm like holding my breath or whatever. And tonight it was weird. because I was like, I'm safe. You know, I'm 90, 95% immune. Like it's weird, you know? So congratulations, man. I'm really excited that you are living the, uh, kind of the normal life now in a way, kind of going back out and getting integrated into society through, exercising and just kind of being part of a normed experience. So 
kudos, brother. I'm excited you're vaccinated. Uh, you know, I've been vaccinated for a little while. No side effects uh, to speak of. So hopefully that kind of continues for you and, and everybody else. We can get everybody back to normal and kind of just back to interacting with each other and not being afraid of anybody anymore. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like when you start doing it, it's just uh, you can be yourself. Like you don't have to like run away from people. Like you can just stand right up next to somebody and be like, sup, you know, especially if everyone else is vaccinated. You know, like that's the new thing uh, at the gym. I'm like, you get, you get that vax yet, you know? And uh, yeah, if you're around, if you're, if you're around people who are vaccinated, it's, it's like, there's legit nothing to worry about. Yeah. You got that good, good. You're, you're a little safe. Yeah. You know? Now I, I like it. And you know, here's the cool part. I'm watching video people back at games, kind of people integrating back into society. Uh, you know, speaking of, of games today, I watched my man, Pete Overzet, Nick Urcolano, um, Jack Settlement, all the guys over at Underdog, they had Matthew Barry on. They had Adam Schefter on. They're having a big party down in Miami, uh, you know, I, like, like it's almost over. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited uh, about uh, just kind of getting back into society. Uh, I'm, I'm also excited about Underdog because today is the first day of the Best Ball Mania 2. And if you haven't heard about it, it's a huge, huge tournament. Uh, it's a two, uh, sorry, 3.5. Not 2.5, 3.5 million dollar best ball tournament. First place gets a million dollars and one. So one million, one dollar to the Ooh. winner. I've already put a couple of, of bullets in the tournament. If you sign up now at Underdog, you deposit any money at over at Underdog, they're going to give you a free $25. That just happens to be the entry fee into that tournament. You can use it for that tournament. You can use it for another tournament. You can use it for whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to share something with you guys that I love. One of their games that they play over there, uh, which is super cool. It is something called Pick'em, and what I did yesterday was I turned a dollar into $20 by picking five straight winners, and they've got multipliers over there. So you go in there, you pick, you can do rivals, they give you kind of matchups, you can face off basketball, uh, you know, hockey, baseball. In the, in the fall, they'll have football, you can go head-to-head, -head. who's going to get more yards, you know, this week, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and you kind of put your money and you put your, uh, your parlays on there, you put your picks on there. I love it. If this would have been a hundred bucks, I'd be pulling in two G's. So you know what? This is the place to be. Go over to uh, Underdog Fantasy right now. Download uh, the app, Apple Store, Play Store. Put in promo code Nimble. Uh, you know, help me get paid. Uh, help the wife be happy. My family, my girls want like a shed. I need to get them. Uh, but really, honestly, you get to play cool games like this every single day. So go check that out over at Underdog Fantasy. And as always, we are repping Bo's. Uh, hot brand, his hot box brand, hot sauce, the gourmet small batch sauce. We love this stuff. It is incredible. Go over to bigtimeflavorcode.com. Get yourself some Bose hot box batch. Also, you can go over to Viridian Global and get yourself some gear and some merch as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm into it. I, I like the gear. I like the merch. Uh, we got our gear. We got our merch rocking it out there. Please do support Viridian Global, Will Harris, all those great people over there. We love them. So, Let's talk about our show today. We got a fun show. We're we're back into football. I just want to say one thing about the underdog. Uh, that was that was a fun little draft. Uh, we got uh, we we did a draft. Uh, we got a little crew together and did our own little best ball. So uh, that was that was fun. We're gonna be doing right that before the show. We had to <laughs> we had to draft before the show. That was a little intense. We're gonna I was like, oh, I gotta get ready for the show. No, nope, I'm trying to distract you and take your money. We're going to do Dirty. a video. 
We had Dave Kluge in there. Um, you know, we had, uh, I think Sam was in there, the swag man. We had a bunch of people in there with us who I know, who you know, who are in the fantasy world. FS Realist, Michael Huff was in there. So it's just so much fun. I'm going to be doing them pretty much every day. Five bucks, three bucks. Uh, you know, they're fun to do. What do sure you think of your team? Do you like your team? You know, I got auto-drafted um, on a few picks because I was trying to put my kids to bed, too. Because Yeah, you know, I got auto-drafted in the first couple. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't excited about Melvin Gordon in the seventh or so. But uh, I did like Deontay Johnson. I got Cooper Cup. I stacked. Uh, you sniped Cup. me. Yeah. You sniped yeah. me. Oh, I was so yeah. mad at you. I was so yeah. mad at you. We drafted right next to each other, and you sniped my Cooper, my little Cooper Cup. I was oh, so yeah. angry. So I, I, I was I, like, yes, I'm going to get Cup. No, no, you weren't. And then I paired him with Matthew Stafford later on for a little best ball action. Uh, so, I'm, yeah, I, I'm really excited about my team. Uh, I have DK Metcalf on there as well. Uh, I started, I think my running back uh, was Derrick Henry. So I went Derrick Henry. Uh, and then when it came back around, I'm not remembering who I got right now, but uh, it was good. I was proud of my team. I was excited. You got to have a good team to match up against these guys in these tournaments, man. So uh, we're going to do it all year over at Underdog. There's something to be had for every single sport, every single, well, every single, but the big four, they're all going to be there and they're really enjoyable. So please uh, come, come draft with me and Mike all year long. So. Yeah. Well, that being said, uh, we have a lot of football to get into this. This was an awesome first round of the draft. I mean, that was just uh, very exciting. So, I'm excited to dig in and hear, you know, what, what did you think? Like what, what, what was, what was your favorite moment of round one? Oh man. Uh, you know, I, my favorite moment might've been, and I, I have the, if you're watching us here on uh, YouTube or if we're on, uh, by the way, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe, please like, let us know you're there. Uh, and mm -hmm. if you're on Periscope, you know, we love the interactions, love the comments, so please jump in. Appreciate everybody who uh, lets us know they're here. Uh, I have the, the the draft pulled up. USA Today kind of went through and, and did a little something on each one. Uh, my favorite exchange experience during the draft was when the Dallas Cowboys traded back, uh, and they traded up, and Philly jumped ahead of the Giants, and then they took Devontae Smith. That was my favorite part because they the Giants really wanted him, and – to see distraught Giants fans in videos, viral videos on YouTube, being like, did you just see? Oh, my God. You see the Dagos dead? Oh, my gosh. And they were just livid. They were so livid. And to have the Giants uh, being kind of pushed aside by the Eagles and Cowboys colluding, I mean, that just made it even better. Uh, I, I didn't like the, the Giants pick, and we'll kind of get to that later, too. I thought it was a reach after they didn't get Smith in that first little section. So uh, I think that was what I liked the most just because it involved a little bit of trading around. And, and it also led to or involved uh, Justin Fields being picked by the Bears, which I really, really like. So, uh, yeah, that whole kind of, uh, I don't know, the turn, of, like the 10 to, to 15 or 10 to 12 range right there, that was a cool little exchange of picks that went on. Yeah, totally. It, uh, the Eagles, I think, made a really cool move uh, pairing up Devontae Smith with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm. I think it's. It, it was. It was a really great move. They lost a third round pick to do it, and the Cowboys 
the reason why do you, it, 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 there was just a lot of intrigue with that draft because so I think the Cowboys did that because they were at a loss with they were hoping to get Patrick Sertan. That's as soon yeah. as he went off the board, they started scrambling. They were because people were thinking the Bronco. There was so much cute. You still had you still had Fields and Mac Jones available at that point. So, um, I mean the Broncos, uh, they're they're rolling with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. That seemed like a big swing in the miss. I mean, Sertain, great cornerback. I mean, really great. I mean, you know, the Dallas Cowboys wanted him very badly. Um, but, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, definitely a backup. We know he's a backup now. And Drew Locke, man, I don't – I think he's a backup as well. So you got double backups there. What What would you have done if you were the Broncos in that position? Who would you have drafted there? So uh, previewing the second – half of the show we are going to get into Aaron Rodgers and there's a lot to discuss there as well uh but this is relevant uh because there is rumors that the Broncos are maybe the front runners Hmm. of trying to get Aaron Rodgers so um who know you know there's that's a whole another issue to discuss but um, that pick makes me think that they are really trying to get Aaron Rodgers and they're not worried about their quarterback. And I, I you know, me personally, yeah, I would have, um, I would have, if I was them, I think I would have took Justin Fields. Uh, it, you know, we talked about this on the last show. Uh, you know, since then, you know, the draft has happened and it's like, you, you know, you just delve in more and you think about who who's the best. Uh, I I thought it was really interesting. All the Mac Jones hype when Trey Lance goes to the 49ers. I mean, that was it, it was it's a no brainer for that team. I mean, yeah, he, he's the he, he is the perfect fit. And so it, that was another thing that was intriguing because it was like, why are they, why are they running all this uh, smoke? You know, what, what, what are they doing? It was re- it was just weird. Like, yeah, I didn't understand that. You know, it, I, 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 Mac Jones on that team would have been a horrible pick. I think I, the I, way I they was, play. I, I was not on team Mac Jones at all. And I think that Trey Lance there, I, I thought it was going to be maybe Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Um, and I think that the momentum shifted over the last couple of days before the draft to, to make it seem like, you know, Trey Lance was going to be picked there. Uh, and I have no problem with it. I actually really like it. And um, I'm, I'm not a Mac Jones guy. I think we talked about it on the last show, particularly. Uh, I just, I don't think his skill set is as, NFL ready, as some say. And and the cool thing was today over there on that uh, underdog Palooza on uh, with Pete Oberzet, uh, uh, they were talking and Adam Schefter shared that the evaluation the 49ers had was that that Trey Lance was more pro ready than Mac Jones right now. That was in their 
uh, War Room. That's what they thought. And so that's cool to kind of have it validated and kind of have it put out there when that wasn't what was being said at the time, but it'll be the narrative now moving forward. Uh, and so that was an interesting little tidbit that Adam Schefter released today uh, that I didn't know, and it was good to confirm. So I liked it. You know, everyone, you there was a really funny uh, meme on Twitter where it was um, uh, Bill Belichick uh, without his binoculars on, sitting in the stands. He had he was holding his binoculars, mm-hmm. and then the next image is big fat body Mac Jones smoking the cigar, you know? And then the next image is Belichick uh, with his binoculars on. And then the next image is Tom Brady with his horrible draft picture where he looks all bird chests, you know? (laughs) So I, I thought that was another really cool thing that happened, the Patriots getting Mac Jones, because I think he couldn't have landed in a better position for what I think he's going to do. And so again, take Trevor Lawrence out of it. Who do you think is going to have the, the best career out of those four guys? Uh, Wilson, Lance fields and Mac Jones. Who's let's, uh, this is what's exciting. We do a podcast. We're putting this on wax. Yeah. Who is the second best quarterback? Okay, so this is going to be our first, uh, like, uh, we have $1,000 bets we do each year. I think last okay. year I won two of them. You won one of them, right? So mm-hmm. this is not going to be a $1,000 bet because it's not a one-year bet. It's going to be like, you said, like, in wax, a platinum bet. It's going to be like a 10-year bet, right? So okay. 10 years from now, who is the best quarterback and if their mm-hmm. careers are still going or, or maybe 20 years, whatever it is, if we're not done yet. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to say Trey Lance. That's who I'm going to mm-hmm. say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he, his – body type and his mobility and his upper body strength it's like think about ben roethlisberger uh upper body people bouncing off of him and and hard to bring down but with wheels man and with a a cannon you know and so you combine all those things i do think um maybe he goes cam uh, newton route and kind of gets banged up but um if he can stay healthy i think he has the potential uh to be one of the best so there you go yeah uh I'm with you. Uh, I'm not going to pick him, but uh, to me, what's cool is where each of the players went. Like, it's like, it's almost like the perfect teams for each one of the players. I mean, Trey Lance of the 49ers uh, to me really supports that theory because I think he is, he is going to, um, I, I think that I think I think they're gonna do something with Garoppolo. I think that they're I don't think he's gonna I think he's gonna end up on another team before the season starts. So I'm gonna think that he pretty much out of the gate um, is you know he's gonna have the best first season minus uh, Lawrence. But I do, and I love Fields at Chicago. I mean. You know, we don't really like that whole team. You know, we're not big fans of the, you know, the Bears system. But Matt, Matt Nagy running the offense right. is abysmal. When he has not been at the reins, the team actually is, is, is average in the 20s, 23 points, 25 points a game. 
When he takes over, it goes down to 13, 12 range. It's it's terrible. I don't understand why he is calling plays. So sorry, I just I'm I'm diatribing. Sorry. No, I mean, but I just I I, I maybe I just like him. I like him in that uniform. I think I think he's wow. he's in a, he's in one of America's greatest cities. Yeah, I think that that plays into the, his psyche. He's going to have uh, rabid fans supporting him. He's going to have a, a support of, of one of the best markets. Yes. And I I think he is going to um, have an impact right away as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like for the first year, who's going to be better? Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Trey Lance as well. But I'm picking Mac Jones has the the best career. Okay. Put it on out the- of those guys. Well, did you see the video of them of uh, Bill Belichick walking in? You know, he's got that little walk, and then I put it next to Mac Jones walking in, and it was like, Dad, and they had like the same little walk in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that weird little walk that he had. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, yeah. But Belichick's got that weird one too, so it's it's it, it was great. Uh, I think, like you said, every puzzle piece found its home in the box. You know, everyone mm-hmm. kind of got pushing. Uh, at least in the quarterback realm. Uh, I do want to, you know, we're, we've only got about five minutes or so until we're going to jump to, uh, you know, our, our little commercial break. But uh, I do want to just talk about some of the lowlights of the first round because overall, I think the first round went pretty well. It wasn't wild, uh, you know. I think the Raiders kind of got panned for for you know what they did with Alex Leatherwood, but really, I think the Giants reached on Tony, and so I don't, I don't want to. I'm not here to say that Tony isn't a good player or a top two, uh, three, four, five value, you know, or you know, in first, sorry. It's not top five, but uh, in the top first two rounds, right? He, he could have been drafted in the second round. I'd be okay with that. I just don't like him at 20 when uh, you still had Rashad Bateman on the board. You still had Terrence Marshall on the board. You, you, or you, just, you just had better players, you know? Right. So, so um, Elijah Moore. Yeah. You know, I, it just, you know, Rondale, Rondale was on the board. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. just, it, I don't know. It, it, to me, it was a stretch. It was a it was a, a giant uh, mistake, honestly. And I don't mean a giant meaning a big one. I just mean a, the Giants made a mistake. A um, New York giant mistake. I mean, I like yeah. I like how they traded back. They got an extra pick. That's a great. They got that pick. Great job. And and you know, I think that's going to be helpful in the long run. But their pick to get another wide receiver after they just signed Galladay as well. Get Daniel Jones some tackles and some guards that can block and keep him from fumbling the football. And then that might be more helpful. That's just my thought. And maybe you can get, you can pan me for that later, but I wasn't a big fan of that pick uh, at, at all. Really. I didn't, I don't know really what they were doing. Well, so, this is it for Daniel Jones. I mean, yeah. the, the, this is, this is, this is his last chance. So if he, ha- if he puts together, uh, a strong season, the Giants are going to move forward as a you know formidable opponent. But if he doesn't, it's start all over again, which is a pretty common narrative in the NFL. I mean, that's the thing is that we're getting all hyped over these players, but people who are good in college are not, it, 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 especially at the quarterback position. It's it right. is the it is the hardest job on the planet. I mean, yeah. it is, it is, the, there is not a harder, like the people at the CERN labs, there's hundreds of those geniuses. Like right. there are 10 people who can do this thing 
and you know create a a a a a a team put there when you're the quarterback you are you know the brain on the field and just it's very hard to predict you know so well and, and you would think that if it, you know kind of transitioning a little bit here uh to tease what we're going to talk about when we come back you would think that if you care about your quarterback and you have one of the best quarterbacks that if you're really committed to that quarterback, that you're going to show them that commitment in the draft. Uh, and uh, I have this up on the screen now. Green Bay, they drafted 29th. They they made their, their thoughts very clear. They went defense. Uh, they went with Eric Stokes from Georgia. Uh, the, the headline just says, no receiver here for Rodgers. So not, not even a, a critique right to start on, on Stokes or anything about his ability, but Rodgers not getting what he needs is the headline. Uh, that was a that was a, a, a turning point in the draft for me when it came to Green Bay and kind of what they seem to be doing and where they seem to be heading as a franchise. What did you think about that pick? You know, um, I mean, this does bleed into the Aaron Rodgers discussion. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I'll say this before we get into Aaron Rodgers after we come back. Uh, I like it. I, I I like I like the pick. I I, th- I think uh, that their team is going to be a really solid defensive team with uh, Jair Alexander, Stokes, and then they have another corner. I think King is also there too. So they're going to be a good. They're gonna they're gonna be a, a good secondary, um, so uh, you know, I it, it was just another yeah it was just another part of the uh, the the first round that was there was just a lot of intrigue. There's all all these reunions, you know. Um, Trevor Lawrence gets his running back. Uh, Jalen Hurts gets Devontae Smith. Jalen Waddle and Tua. I yeah. mean. It, it, it was just, yeah, it was just like, it was just like, it was just a fun first round. Lot, the, the action, the trades. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. But, um, well, you know, I, I, I loved it too. I'm not trying to interrupt you there. I loved it too. It was fun to, to kind of guess where players were going to go. I think this was the most fun I've ever had kind of speculating about that. Uh, My guy over at at Underdog Fantasy, John Norris, got 16 correct in the first round. Wow. Holy S, man. Shout out to him, man. So, yeah, all that stuff. I think I got five right. I mean, literally five out of 32 right. Uh, Hard hard to do, but but so much fun. Um, Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that is going to lead us to our, our, our transition here. We're going to take a commercial break uh, over here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Scott Stack Simpson, Nimble W Numbers on Twitter. This is Mike Cash Collins, the Ralph Macho on Twitter. We are the FF Millionaires on Twitter. You can see us and find us wherever podcasts are downloaded, YouTube, Apple Play, Google Play, every play, all day, we do it. Uh, we'll take a commercial break, three minutes, and then we'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. 
fearless at MMA Long Island and Seituha Karate. Located at 28 Cold Court in Ronkonkoma, MMA Long Island is the martial arts school for you if you want to learn combat-proven techniques, build confidence, discipline, and self-esteem while learning real martial arts to fight back against bullies, predators, and peer pressure. MMA Long Island offers group and private lessons for all ages and levels in traditional Gojiru Karate, MMA, and self-defense. MMA Long Island is one of Long Island's most affordable martial arts schools. There are no promotion, belt, or membership fees, and family discounts are available. All classes are taught by 7th degree black belt Sensei John Benedict with over 30 years teaching experience. So whether you want to get in the ring or protect yourself and your family, MMA Long Island can help you reach your goals. Visit MMALongIsland.com. That's MMALongIsland.com or call or text 516-381-9660. That's 516-381-9660. Do current market conditions have you nervous? Our experienced team of financial professionals at Heritage Harbor Financial Associates understands that no two investors are alike. We all have different goals, needs, and appetites for risk. That's why the one-size-fits-all approach does not work, especially when planning for retirement. At Heritage Harbor Financial Associates, we analyze your unique investment style so that you can work toward your individual retirement goals on your terms. Heritage Harbor Financial Associates can help you take steps to reach your retirement goals by providing a wide array of financial financial products to fit your needs, even for the risk adverse. Give us a call at 631-331-6599 to learn more or to set up an appointment with one of our financial professionals. You can also find us on the web at hhfa.org or on Facebook at facebook.com slash hhfa.org. Our number again is 631-331-6599. That's 631-331-6599. Investments in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds and variable annuities are not FDIC insured and are subject to fluctuation in value market risk, including loss of Principal Heritage Harbor Financial Associates, offer securities through AXA Advisors, LLC, New York, New York, member FINRA, SIPC, annuity and insurance products offered through AXA Network, LLC. Edward Lehman has been a trusted insurance advisor for over 16 years with insurance solutions for auto, home, commercial, life, and retirement. He's located at 54 Sunnyside Boulevard, Suite H in Plainview. That's just 1,000 feet south of 495. Local agent, local advice. The time to think about insurance is before you need it. So do yourself a favor and before you pay your next insurance bill, give Ed and his team a call. 516-935-3900 or visit them online at www.allstate.com forward slash EL. Edward H. Lehman Insurance is your trusted insurance advisor. It it, is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Baroo, baroo, got something that I know that anybody want to hear because I know I've been waiting to hear. Now, back to the Fantasy Millionaires. Welcome back, everybody. We are the Fantasy Millionaires on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Glad that you could join us tonight. We've been talking NFL draft. A lot of things going to be uh, kind of going forward from, from now until training camp starts. It's going to be a wild show. And one of the best Shows One of the biggest shows and the show that everybody in the NFL is going to be watching is the Aaron Rodgers uh, Bachelor finale. Who is he going to choose? Is he going to choose Jeopardy? Is he going to choose retirement and just doing nothing? Is he going to choose what's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's in the box, man? What's in the box? So we all want to know. I'm super excited. Uh, what are you thinking about this saga, my man? Okay. I want to throw a curveball at you real quick because 
I want to get into the drama as the NFL turns of Aaron Rodgers, but I want to put this on wax as well. And we didn't get to this in the last segment. Okay. Okay. Let's put it on wax. Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith. Who, who's 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 the who's top the wide receiver? Who's the yeah, top? Who's, who, yeah, who has the greatest career? The greatest career. Yes, Devonta, Devonta Smith. I think has the greatest. Really? Career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it over Jamar Chase. Yeah, I, I mean, right now he is – I mean, he's good, but he's part of a trio of really good wide receivers. I mean, Higgins is wow. a beast as well. That is the so, sickest – that is like now yeah, the sickest group. It, it's ridiculous. It, the young guns of, of fantasy football, they're all – I love them and I love the, the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers because no one knows what to do with them. So if you can nail the right one of these – I mean, it, it could be Jamar Chase. I mean, Higgins to me might be the 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 – the one who comes out on top, it might kind of mitigate everybody, but I think there's enough offense and enough bad defense on the Bengals to to keep all mouths fed, particularly uh, going forward at the later end of the year. I'm not sure. I need to know when Burrow's coming back. Let me just be honest. I need to know if Burrow is back to start the season. Like all those guns are blazing and they're all ready to go. So, dude, how high does he move up if he's ready to go with that wide receiving trio? I mean, I I would say he's got to be at the bottom of the the wide or the the QB one discussion. If he's got all those guys, for sure. And they threw, they love three wide receiver sets on that offense. Like they ran it more than anybody. Yeah. They so, were yeah. Yeah. Um, it, is that eleven personnel with the three wide receiver sets, or is that twelve personnel? Or what? What's the what's the wide receiver when you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's look it up. Uh, that's that sounds like uh, eleven personnel. Let's see. Hold on. Personnel, eleven personnel. I think it's, I think it's eleven. Eleven personnel. Uh, All right, hold on. Let me see. It is eleven personnel. You're you're accurately. Uh, you're correct. Yeah. I just want to see what you. What is what is four wide receivers? What is that? Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. It's like uh, okay. If you uh, have four wide receivers and a running back. What would it be? Do you know that one? Four wide receivers and a running back. It's my favorite. It's my favorite formation. Uh, Think less is more. It's not going to go up high. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's ten personnel. That's ten personnel. Ten personnel. Those the eleven and ten personnel are my are my two favorites. I love those. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Belichick loves twelve personnel, and, mm-hmm. and that's when you got the two tight ends on the field. You know, right? Uh at five five wides is is the double zero zero personnel. So it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes we have a you know a situation like that. So, uh, but anyway, no, I think that's good. And, and and going kind of pivoting back to Aaron Rodgers as the NFL turns. I didn't he, make my prediction. Oh, you didn't make your prediction. Oh, I'm so sorry. You make your prediction. Who do you say is going to be the number one? Well, this is this is the thing. Uh, out of the three. Um, After thinking about it a bunch. A bunch, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's really close. I mean, I, it's like, uh, that's why I want to I, I 
put it out there. If I'm going it, to, it, it's like the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, I can't call it. I can't call it. Cause I, I think Jamar Chase is really special. And the NFL like Jalen Waddle better than Devontae Smith. So I, I mean, he, he's going to have a great career. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and we're going to be on the same page. So Devontae Smith. Yeah. It's tough though. I think Jamar Chase, I mean, Jamar Chase was, I mean, you saw what Justin Jefferson did last year. Yeah. I mean, Jamar Chase was kind of better than him. Yeah. When they played at LSU. So I don't know. It, it, it is something I cannot wait to watch this season. It's going to be yeah. so, so much drama in the, the All right. Cincinnati. As they yeah. Said. So, 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 so we had to get that on wax. All right. Now let's get into as the NFL turns. Um, Aaron Rodgers drama. Aaron Rodgers drama. So, what, what in the same hell is going on? Uh, you know what? It's like a, um, it's like a pissing contest between, you know, two two men. Let's say two, maybe two boys, two mm-hmm. two groups. I don't know. Uh, and it's normally not women who are engaged in this type of activity. Uh, I, I think it's just. I mean, honestly, it's just a lot of jizz and ego. Uh, you know, and, and one of the egos is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And so uh, for me, I understand how life works. And I feel like you, you you do have different standards for different people based on their skill level. And I don't mean that you accept people being uh, inappropriate or treating people like garbage or anything like that. But you, you give a little more uh, to people who deserve a little more. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is one of the greatest, maybe top five quarterbacks of all time. And for him to languish in Green Bay the last couple of years has been an atrocity of, of football glory being wasted. And for, if he retires because of this, because I know he, uh, you know, here's what I think about him as a person. I think he is a strong person, but I also think he has an, a fragile ego at times. And I think when you're in the a quarterback position, when you're uh, striving for greatness like Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning. These guys, you, you have to. It motivates you all the time to be the best, to be great. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, like any man, he was motivated this year by Jordan Love being brought in. He didn't like that. That that got under his skin. He wanted to do better. He was the MVP. You saw what he did when he put himself down. He wants to show what he's capable of. And the Packers have not done anything on their end. What have they done? on their end to show that they are worthy of being, uh, you know, uh, uh, the next five years of his life, the next four years of his career, whatever it is, for him to, to re-up there. What have they done? They've done nothing. They've done nothing. Not. I one mean, game. they're the best team in the National Football League, except for maybe the Bucks and the Chiefs. Right, and they have one of the best quarterbacks, so you'd think that they would take the necessary steps and they wouldn't draft a backup running back uh, and a backup quarterback last year with their first two offensive picks, they needed to get him a wide receiver. Imagine any of the wide receivers last year that they, that they could have gotten on their team. It just would have been a better fit for Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's happier. I don't know. I, I'm not saying what could have been. If they would have gone for it on fourth down, I don't understand that either. I've watched football my whole life. When they could have got T. Higgins. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know what? I don't like the conservative approach. I know it's worked for them. I know they're a great organization. I know they're well-run. They're sending a clear message to me that they're not in the Aaron Rodgers business anymore. They're, they're, they're transitioning out. They're moving out. He's got two years left on his contract. 
30 some million dollar cap hit this year. Not great, but a $17 million cap hit next year. You can trade him. You can release him if you need to. It's not that big of a deal. You got Jordan Love on contract for pennies on the dollar for the, for the next couple of years. So really it's a business decision is what I'm seeing being played out between one of the greatest organizations and one of the greatest hall of fame quarterbacks ever. And I'm not personally just, I like Aaron Rodgers, So I'm siding with them, but I am siding with him. I think you need to uh, show that you are committed to him because I think he can be great for the next five years. And so they're saying they're not. And so don't let him languish, trade him. And sitting on him is even worse. That's even, that's like gross. I hate that, you know, because he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to play. He's not going to play up to his standard and it's just going to be pitiful to watch. And and we're all going to hate it. So, you know, free Aaron Rodgers. uh, That's what I think. That's what Stacks thinks. So, well, the thing is, is that, because of his contract, there's really nothing that he can do. Like he legitimately has to retire if they don't want to trade him. And honestly, why would you? They don't, they don't want to trade him, and they said they're not going to trade him. What are they going to do? They're going to play Jordan Love. They've they are he's a bust. They're 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 already accepting they made a bad decision with that. So I, it just baffles the mind, like. Watching the Kirk Cousins thing happen and the RG3 thing happen here in D.C. blew my mind when it happened. And then when they didn't get Kirk Cousins and they they went two years franchise, that blew my mind, too. I don't understand what's wrong with these men. Uh, it, it, it turns into, like I said, this bravado, this machismo. You know, he's not going to do that. We're going to do this. I'm never going to play for them again. Ah. It doesn't befit the best in the world. And I know that he doesn't want this out. That's that's the report that that was shared uh, from the NFL insiders. He he's furious that this got out. He wanted to deal with this behind closed doors, and uh, you know he doesn't want everybody knowing that he. But so so there's just so much. There's so much. I'm sure we're going to do more Aaron Rodgers talk in the future because Aaron Rodgers turns. I mean, this is insane. I mean, this makes the Sean Watson story, you know, minus all the uh, sexual intrigue, nothing. I mean, right. the MVP of the league demands a trade. And, and after a heartbreaking, I, I, here's the thing, man. I like Aaron Rodgers, but he also, I have, I, I did you see Terry Bradshaw called him a big baby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. He's being a big baby. Like, I, I agree. I don't think Terry Bradshaw understands, though, that, first of all, it's a different era for quarterbacks and, and, and people in general. But also, uh, Aaron Rodgers is not just one of the best quarterbacks. He's one of the smartest people ever or smartest quarterbacks ever. He's brilliant. He's a really smart guy. And no so, doubt. And so when, when he is engaging in this – he does know that people are going to say he's a baby or he's this or that. He doesn't care because he's doing what he believes in. And what he's, what he's saying is, if you're not going to do and help me get what I want, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm all in or I'm not in with you. And I think that's, for, that's an honorable thing to say. What, what kind of person goes, listen, I don't want to work for you. you I mean, is that what it is? I don't know what it is. You, you know what I read? I read that this guy named Jake Camaro, who's oh, yeah. a practice squad guy, they that he th- this is one of the things that I have no idea why this is happening. So you you know, and I, I really 
after listening to what you're saying, I still don't understand. I, I, the Jake Camaro thing yeah. is like the closest thing I've heard to a reason why this is happening, minus the heartbreak of the last game that he played well, I, in. I think the main thing really is Jordan, the Jordan Love pick. Yep, 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 a hundred percent. But you, you yeah. knew about the Jake Camaro thing. I heard you, about you, it. Yeah, I heard about it today. What I, the hell is that, man? What is that? He did some weird practice squad guy with 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 a good hairdo and a beard doesn't make the team. And Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm quitting. Like, I, I I think what you're looking at is the severing of a relationship step by step, and so. What you're you you think about when you're wanting something, he wanted something. He was advocating for Jake Kumro to still be on the team. Uh, when it came down to final cuts, Aaron Rodgers doesn't make the call. He's not the coach. He's not the GM. He he didn't. That's not his role. Honestly, he thought he had a little more sway and play than he did. So not only is it uh, 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 you know him getting buffered as a as a, as a guy who goes, this guy can help me as a receiver. I like him. He's a good. You know, whatever it is, uh, he's also the organization saying, no, listen, Aaron, we do what we want. That's how he took it. Now, saying it's the final straw is ridiculous because he went on to have MVP season after that. I think it's just another brick in the wall, as they say. Uh, and, and that strategy means that over time, your relationship with people, it, it, it closes off through the actions that you engage in, they engage in. As you put them together, you kind of build that wall between you and so i think it's just another brick in the wall and then the it end, makes him suck like it makes him suck like it, 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 it is it does it's it's not but he's not the first uh athlete who is a star to but like we've only ever seen this before with deshaun watson where it was like that's a horrible organization everybody in their mother understood deshaun watson not wanting to be part of that i i get your logic when you yeah. talk about different players this is a, a, an NFC East title team. This is yeah. the, the, playing for the title. I mean, this is this is this is a team that's so close. They yeah. they were they a coach's bad decision to kick a field goal. I mean, so here's another part. Where, where would you go? Why would you leave this team? This well, here, do, do you not want to win a Super Bowl? This is your best opportunity in the whole league. And then they did. They, the, going back to the Eric Stokes pick. That's a great pick. That's a great pick, especially since Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play on your team anymore. Right. Might as well shore up that defense. Well, I, I think that also he wants to have a, a longer-term deal. He, he doesn't need to get paid you know, 50 There is something weird about the contract dispute. Yeah, so, so, so I read something. There's some weird little fine print with a bonus that's like part of this. There, so, some bonus was, was going to get like – automatically converted to free up cap space and there's and, and, and i think this is how some of this started to originate because he wouldn't sign it he had in order for this like it was an automatic thing and all it needed was his signature and thus he could, I have, think, saved, he could have saved them money under the cap and then some something related to this but it's definitely bitterness and the jordan love pick probably makes the most sense although great pick because you made that dude have an mvp season with that right <laughs> psychological right. drama that yeah. you caused them so yeah i agree well let's let's hear what ian rapaport over there i think it's the nfl network has to say um because i mean really like what you're saying there, there's not many options 
for him going forward, you know? So let's take a look and see. And uh, yeah, I'd like to see what he does. Aaron Rodgers still at odds with the Green Bay Packers organization for a couple reasons. And, you know, these were detailed pretty good over the weekend when the focus was on the draft and Aaron Rodgers seemed to kind of take up a lot of the airspace there. Uh, among Rodgers' frustrations with the organization, yes, he wants the organization to commit to him financially. There have been long-term contract extension talks, but obviously they are not to a point yet where Rodgers feels like he knows that he is going to be the guy, not just for 2021, but also beyond. Obviously, that is something he's seeking. And of course, has been frustrated, Tom, uh, with the selection of, of Jordan Love. And, Worth noting, not that it matters, the Packers actually wanted two different receivers, including Justin Jefferson, before they ended up trading up for Jordan Love. Who knows if that actually makes a difference for anything. And then Rodgers, I'm told, also wanted to be more involved in some of the personnel decisions. This is crazy, but it does seem like the one thing that drove Rodgers nuts was when the organization released Jake Kumro just a day after he praised him publicly, described as a little bit of a death knell in the relationship. So much here to fix, and I know the Packers are now trying to fix it. Well, I mean, yeah. he, I mean he signed through 2020. He yeah. signed through 2023, though. That's the other thing. It's like well, well, you, you, you are the future. You you got you got three more years to win a Super Bowl, and you're 37. Yeah. What? Why do you you want? So you want to play like Tom Brady into your 40s? I mean, it doesn't. I don't get it. Doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, no, it it does not make sense. Uh, I, I don't know why they've decided to air it out either. I'm not sure why this story was leaked. I'm not sure if it's made to look make Aaron Rodgers look bad, or if it's made to put pressure or to let people know during the draft we're open for business. But circling back to what you said about the Broncos, uh, that would make a lot of sense. Why they're quarterback position left uh undrafted as they went past and, and they didn't get mac jones they also didn't get justin Fields. so uh maybe something is in the works for for that to happen i think that would be the yeah. only only thing that would really um i could see brokering it is you know uh, is john always still the head of the, the, the so so listen to this and then we'll get into the this is one of what i alluded to before Aaron Rodgers actually texted Mark Schlorath. Mark Schlorath. Yeah. Did you see that? No, give me it to me. I want to hear it. Yeah. So Schlorath had, he went on the McAfee show and basically said uh, that from his most reliable source, that the Broncos and Green Bay are in talks and that there is some meat on this bone. Mm. And Aaron Rodgers texted him, who's your source? What are you hearing? This is, this is uh, according to the New York Post. Wow. And so, did Schlereth uh, DM him the sources or did they? No, I'm sure he no. doesn't reveal his sources but wow 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 yeah wow. so yeah just more more intrigue things popping out i mean the fact that he texted him now is in the new york post so it's all everything is just out there 
Oh, my goodness. I love it, man. This is great. Well, we're going to keep going because the story is never going to end, uh, apparently. Mm-hmm. You know, And uh, imagine having the Brett Favre drama, uh, that retire, not retire, going to retire, going to play someone, not retire, all that. And now, you know, 20 years later or so, you, you got the uh, Aaron Rodgers drama. So Hall of Fame quarterback drama. And I think that's what you get when you got Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You get drama uh, at the end of their careers if, if you're not playing right by who they think they are, you know, so mm-hmm. – but mm-hmm. anyway, so I, I, I've been pulling packs left and right. I'm really lucky. Shout out to everybody on, on uh, NBA Top Shots feeds who are not. I'm not trying to boast or brag. I'm just trying to be grateful for what I have. Uh, I've got two packs here. This is the one I got today. It's the Hustle and Show pack. I think I think this is the one that we're going to open. I think this is the one that we're going to see if we can we can get a little something, something. You know, um, I'm not even sure how many cards are in here. If it's three or if it's five, we'll have to see. Maybe it's. Oh, it's five. Oh, check that out. Okay, so we got Ooh. we got a little bit of a reveal here. So where do you want me to go? Top, bottom, you know, top of the mountain, bottom down top here? Top middle. Top middle. Let's see what we got here. Got a common. I got a three-pointer. Get some music on here. Is this muted? Oh, it's muted. Here we go. Let's unmute this. Sweat. 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 Put new music to it. I like it. This is cool. Okay. Let's check the next one. Where am I going? Oh, it's got two of these on here. That's good. I'll go down here in the bottom. I got a layup. Oh. Oh, that's a tight layup, though. Jordan Cool, I'll take it. All right, I got he's, he's a rookie here. That's good. Let's go bottom down here. Oh, I got a dunk. I love the dunk. He can dunk. Oh, TJ Bear. Oh, RJ. Sorry, RJ Bear. Oh, he's got hops. He does got hops. I love it. I keep dripping, hit him with finesse. Ooh, All right, got wet. two more. Let's Every go to the top left. Let's see what we're rocking over here. Jason Tate. Oh, got that roll around. I like it. All right, I like that one. That's a cool one. That one might be special. It's a common, but... Let's see. All right, one more. Last one. All right, it's a dunk. I'll take it. Ooh. Laurie Markin. Throwing it down. Laurie. Laurie Markin. I like it. That's cool. I don't know if they're worth anything, but you know what? Uh, got some cool packs here. I love NBA Top Shot. I've been in the streets for a little while, hanging out, pulling packs. I like the music, so very, very cool. Let's jump to three tweets. Uh, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, do me. I got Joey Molinaro. Oh, I love this guy. I'm probably going to lose. Here we go. Look at Keith out of Arizona State. A lot of potential to be a longtime boyfriend, potentially even a husband. Six foot. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. This is called. This is uh. This is Mel. I started over. 
This is Mel Kuyper. This is he's, he does great impressions. This is his impression of Mel Kuyper as a dating expert with his buddy, the, yeah. the dude he's always got with him. All right. His homeboy. There yeah. He was like a Keith out of Arizona State, a lot of potential to be a longtime boyfriend, potentially even a husband. Six foot two, pharmaceutical sales rep, says drug dealer in his Instagram bio, a lot of personality. <laughs> so how much is too much personality? Then you look at a few of the red flags. He has a Bible verse tattooed on his ribs. I've been to church over a month. Has a picture of him holding up a fish. Some people find that outdoorsy, and some people find it completely disgusting. He talks about the parlay way too much. Is he blowing money? We don't know. Would be the first guy that hit up on a Friday night, but certainly, certainly within the top three booty calls. <laughs> I love Joey Molinari. He crushes it every time. I, that's a good entry. That's a really good entry into three tweets tonight. Uh, here, here's my my entry. It's got like a little double entendre. So first of all, uh, you know Antoine Dodson, right? You you've seen this guy, oh, yeah. right? Okay, so let's yeah. for those who have not, let me refresh you. This guy's one of the most famous internet uh, kind of videos this hide your kids hide your wife this hide your kids hide your wife so yeah. if, if you don't know this is one of the best ones ever here we go turn it up you make it louder yeah here we go obviously we have a rapist in lincoln park he's climbing in your windows he's snatching your people up trying to rape them so y'all need to hide your kids has your wife and has your husband because they raped anybody out here. We got your t-shirt. You done left fingerprints and all. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. You don't have to come and confess that you did it. We're looking for you. We we going to find you. I'm letting you know that so you can run and tell that. Oh, boy. Well. You are dumb. You are really dumb. Dumb. Well, uh, I, I love that. It's one of the best tweets of all time. Uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't couldn't not see uh, this tweet that, that I put out there. You know, I know sometimes I like to toot my own horn, but it's more just because it made me laugh. I could not get get over this. Uh, what What is going on here, man? We, we have got uh, an identical almost copy here. Uh, I believe this is, this is Paul Pierce. Uh, who is this? This is wild. Uh, we got a, a copycat of Antoine Dodson. So it just made me chuckle today. So I want to put that out there. I think you are the winner of three tweets because I was laughing more at yours than mine. You got you got a backup tweet in there, my friend. I got. It. I just sent it to you. Okay, this is a very weird one. Uh, this is crazy. This is uh, a a dude's driving an armored truck in South Africa. Okay, and they're getting robbed. Okay, so you should see it. I just sent it. Okay, okay it's Rex Chapman. Yeah, this is crazy. Okay, make sure the sound's up. They're getting shot. They're getting shot at. They've got guns, though. Oh yeah, they're dri- This is South Africa. They're driving like a, a, a you know, a, a straight up jewel truck. Oh, a jewel. And they're truck. Get, like they just got shot at. You can see their window is smashed. And this is them. Oh, shoot. The guy just tried yeah. to sideswipe him. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nuts. It's very weird. Like, these people are straight up trying to kill them so that they can just take their truck. And their and their guns, too, probably. Oh, yeah. That's Look at this poor guy holding the gun. He, he cocks it, and he's just like, oh, I don't want to shoot my penis off look at him oh my god <laughs> he's trying not to shoot his wiener oh my goodness and then this guy's just like 
I got to get out of here. What's he doing? He's doing a three-point turn. I, I don't know. That's what's crazy. It's like, yeah, did you go into a parking lot? Like, what are you doing, dude? He's getting shot again. Yup. They're this still after him. Look, they shot the other window. This is wild. I know. I know. Homeboy's like, get your gun ready. Yeah. Text your yeah, mom. Call somebody. You better call somebody because. Holy moly. Call Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Tell him you got a gun pointed at your junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah poor guy. Still, like, oh, no. What if that just went off right there? Is he like crashing into walls? In I thing? don't know. It doesn't make sense. I keep looking at the sides of his broken windows and I'm like, where are you driving? He's getting hit now. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Like, I think he he somehow eludes them. I don't know where he hides. He like goes into a. Yeah, now he's out. It's like, give me my machine gun. Yeah. Wow, that is wild, my friend. A wild ending to to the three tweets, man. I gotta say, uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we are. The Fantasy Millionaires over on Twitter. We're technically the FF Millionaires because we didn't have enough spacing for the Fantasy Millionaires. Uh, we are here every Monday night from 10 until 11-ish. Uh, you can follow me over at NibbleWNumbers on Twitter. You can follow my man. This His name is not Ralph, by the way. We're going to get into this every time. His name is Mike. <laughs> but he has a picture of the Karate Kid, and it is the Ralph Macho. There's a story to be had there. We'll tell it another day. It involved Amsterdam. And just a hell of a time back in the day. Uh, so was that 2010? Uh, so, yeah, about 11 yep. years. C great times. Nimble W Numbers wasn't born there, but uh, uh, his birthing was there as well. We'll just say. So both of us, our origin stories kind of stem from back back in that time period. At least our names do here on the Fancy Millionaire. So, uh, and on Twitter. So great show tonight. I love it. I loved all the Aaron Rodgers talk. I love all the draft talk. Please check us out. Please go download the Underdog Fantasy app. It's the best ball mania too right now. You can do pick them. You can do parlay. Right now they're matching. If you do posit, they're going to put in 25 bucks. You do a $10 deposit, they're putting in 25 bucks. You do a $50 deposit, they're putting in 25 bucks. No matter what you deposit, they're putting in a free 25 bucks. You can use that. You can use it to go play in the Best Ball Mania 2 tournament. You can use it to play Pick'em. You can use it to do Rivals, whatever you want. It's great. It's fun. Mike was on there today. Stacks uh, got cash to go in there and do a Best Ball tournament. We're going to do them regularly. We're going to do some on Clubhouse coming up. So uh, please check us out. We can't wait to play with you. It's Best Ball season. It's what we're doing now. You know, let's do it. So, all right. I love it, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. We'll be back next week. Uh, have a great week. Peace and love.